It's time for the Mark Husson Show. Expect something wonderful. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Mark Husson. How are you doing today? This is an amazing week. We're just coming off the harvest full moon. Did you feel it? Did you see it? Did you sing the Neil Young song? I did. And I watched a horror movie last night and they played it. (laughs) It was fun. I watched The Quiet Place. I'm sure many of you know about it, but it was, um, they were playing Neil Young's Harvest Moon. And I was like, that's like perfect timing. Uh, And we were watching it on the Harvest Moon. It was all like sort of, synchronistic um if you're listening live it's just a little after 9 a.m pacific time it's a little afternoon on the east coast it's september 25th it's an aries moon and it is good to be with you why don't you come join us um just go over to one radio.com and click the chat link on the left hand side and let's say hi to a few people and then let's talk about what the heck is going on i hope you guys are doing well by the way it has definitely been some astrological energy you can always tell full moons they do kind of have a little, I think, a little relaxing effect. Even though things are still chaotic and there's a, you know, things can still be crazy, they definitely don't have the anxiety-producing effect that I think uh, come with a new moon, which is, um, even though after the new moon, it's a great refreshing moment, after the full moon, you're kind of like, wow. It's like, it is sort of like, you know any climax that you have it's sort of like it's it's like ah you know whatever that the climax of a movie you know you know you get it uh i'm coming into the room saying hi to you guys just for a sec christy got the chart up there for us just click the comments button once you click that chat link and once you radio.com you'll see the the banner for the show and you'll see some beautiful faces in the room. I'm coming in now to see Lynn at the very top. Hi, Lynn. Good to see you. Thank you. What a beautiful picture of the moon. No, that's beautiful. Wait a minute. You did not take that picture, did you, Tiff? If you did, it's amazing. If you didn't, it's an amazing find. But, yeah, it's beautiful. Hi, Mary. Thanks for being here. Lori, Winter, Jamie. Hi, Laura. Elishaya. Oh, it's my favorite day of the week, too, and that's so sweet of you. Um, I do love my Tuesdays. I think it's been almost maybe over, let me think, uh, 9, 10, 11 years since I, wait a minute, 11 years since I've had Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time with Hay House and then here. It's kind of like, you know, that's got to get in your blood somewhere, right? Um, it's kind of cool. I'm feeling the full moon. Are you? <laughs> yeah, me too. Good gift. That's great. Dr. Robin, how you doing, Elisa? Good to see you. I love when you listen to the show, and I love listening to yours too. By the way, it was a good show yesterday. Um, hey, Melissa, thank you. It's good to have you here. Thanks so much, honey, for being a part of it. Jessica, thank you. Tara, how are you? As <laughs> me, girl, drinking that coffee. Um, Ariselli, thanks for being here. Doreen? Good to see you. Hi, Jan, Raven. You guys are so sweet to show up. Karen, Keisha, 
And Jennifer, and there's Renee. Thank you guys so much. I do feel like romper room right now. Edna, thank you. What are you saying? I was listening last week's show. You had me cracking up, laughing with your stories about picking your stranded friend up in the bad neighborhood when I was going to be bludgeoned to death, right? It was crazy. It was true, too, because I was thinking about that the other day. Like, he has put me through some stuff. People do. You know, they do what they do, right? Well, this week, we have some really interesting things i'm putting this computer you're gonna hear some bumping around here for a second i got this new thing so the cat and listen to this the cat my little boy he's so cute and especially since gabe died he's been absolutely so cute and he ha- he runs the house you know he's totally in control of everybody um, me and John. And so during sometimes he needs to have this lap moment. He has to have it to go to sleep. He just needs it. And I have to put my feet up on the desk and he has to come and sleep there. And if he doesn't, it's sort of like he's a crank. And if he and when he does it, it makes me sleepy too, because it's like a little warm thing in my lap. So I so I did that, but I'm like, I can't work with this. So I bought this thing that is an arm that goes on the side of your chair that slides in front of you and you can put your keyboard on it and you can still work. Well, it is amazing. (laughs) Oh, Venus and Gemini is a trip to have because you want to talk about so many little things that mean nothing, mean nothing. But it is cool. It's a little arm that goes across. Now now I'm using it here and it's a little thumpy because I need it today for a different reason. Um, So listen, harvest moons. I was surprised it was a harvest moon, honestly. It just seems like it's so fast. But it's the one that brings in Libra because – um, it is the well. It's actually, 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 it it is the it is the first full moon after the sun enters Libra, and the full moon makes it an Aries moon. So the harvest moon here is is really a moon when it's in Aries, and it's interesting because Aries is the opposite sign of Libra, and when the moon's opposite the sun, we have you know it, it the moon's opposite the sun, we have a full moon. And so if the moon's opposite the sun and the sun's in Libra, the moon has to be in Aries, right? So it's a two degrees of Aries. If you know that in your chart, go look look it up because it's kind of um, – that makes a point in your chart. Not like a normal full moon, but it is like an activating Aries energy part, which means we get a little feisty. And if you get a little feisty, it means you're a little more impatient. And I don't know about you all, but oh, my Lord. <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy impatience. I mean, it's sort of like what you know. You're almost like the, you, you like where your mind is going. You've got to be kidding me. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I got in I, I, after three years. I don't want y'all to think I'm a glutton for purchasing things, but I did get my new iPhone after three. I waited for three things. I had a seven. Now I'm, I'm I was waiting for the big Mac. So that's what I did. It's so uneventful, except for the little magical things they do. They add to them. But anyway, waited and waited and waited because of the promise of the old one. And uh, long story, but I'll leave that alone. Uh, And so, of course, the one time that UPS does not come at 9 in the morning is when they come at 6 p.m. Well, by that time, I am just like, whatever, right? (laughs) Because I had like plans that I was going to put it together, whatever. Anyway. That's the Aries moon, and it sort of like creeped in on me this morning and I'm, and yesterday, and but I was feeling it, and I really like them because then, you know, you can tear up your house, you can like get things done, you put your energy behind them. It's a great day to start a diet. It's a great day to, 
abuse your diet, whatever you want to do, really, it, and and to stand by it. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because there's been a lot of I've been talking to a lot of friends this week, and and, and I'm putting friends as people, just talking to people, um, and a lot of things I've noticed have come up, and it's been about this sort of thing that we do where we start disciplining ourselves. We start having this sort of self-dialogue as if we know what we're doing. <laughs> and a couple of times, and more than a couple of times, I've caught people making assumptions as if they're the law about what they do, about themselves. Um, and I want to, to use today's show for a minute to remind you about this behavior that we have. It's sort of like, it's a self, it's, it's kind of like we learn something about ourselves. Like we learn about intimacy. Let's say, you know, I heard there was a movie I was watching the other day that they were like, you have a fear of intimacy. And, you know, I have a big deal about all those judgments. I just think that they're, it's absolutely, they're unfortunate because it's almost like if you don't have that weakness or you have a desire for somebody to be different than we then we pin it on them as a weakness, right? And so I'm hearing people talk about, um, I was talking to a friend about smoking, not, sm not smoking anymore, um, them, and um, how the judgment of all of the, um, like they must have been repressing all of this intense energy and all, and, and, and my thing was, what if you really weren't? What if you weren't repressing all this energy? What if you just enjoyed it? What if you started young and you got hooked? What if, you know, it's like the, the things that we establish ourselves that we finally think we broke uh, through some sort of secret of the universe and then we uh, hold it as the truth, as a law. People do that with exercise all the time. You know, I'm noticing something really awful about <laughs> It's not fun, but and the shirts are getting smaller. I know I'm not getting bigger. I'm the same size I was when I was 14, but I, <laughs> you know, that ain't true, but I, um, but I order shirts now and you have to double check to see if they're talking like super slim because everything is super slim. And I think it's like this, this conspiracy to keep the, the separation of young, super young and super old, let's say. Me in that category, but there, there isn't. It is astounding to me the this sort of like the the slave of fashion that that fashion has on us because what used to be a, an extra large, if it says it's a certain kind of extra large now that has to fit or or not fit depending on how they cut it, and it's this sort of ego around like what who lives at the gym the longest and who is you know being not at the gym and the judgments that are placed on that and every generation starts having this rule of thumb about like this rule about what makes you a healthy person and what makes you a a, a happy person and what makes you a good person and we live to, on them like they are the absolute truth and i just think it's healthy if we sort of unhook those a little bit and go into the, what if you didn't know? What if we really don't know? Like this, you know, I was having a talk uh, also about abandonment, like self-abandonment and what that looks like. Well, self-abandonment is also the opposite of self-abandonment is like the, the part of you that is the critic isn't abandoning you, <laughs> right? The, the critic is alive and well. That My inner critic stays there right there. He's right there. The abandonment is when there's no counter argument, okay, to 
the the ideas that we're placing on ourselves and when there's no counter argument of support and i under this libra full moon harvest moon want to present to you with a concept of developing that counter voice okay the voice that says look there might be another way to look at this even that voice okay there might be another way to look at this like if you're feeling anxious if you're feeling judgmental if you're feeling um that you boy you took a day off from the gym right <laughs> or you got sick that's a big one in the metaphysical community right they don't like to people don't like to say they got sick what do they call it they're having a cleansing crisis okay because why would you have to word it that way? What's the difference? It, it, it isn't all sickness then basically would be considered a cleansing crisis, whatever. Point being, we have judgments and we we have terrible judgments on the way we the way people might perceive our life. But why do you think that is? And I think that when you look at the polarity in the world right now, I mean, and you all know what I mean by that, right? I mean, there is a definite polarity, even if it's just political polarity, it's huge huge it's huge i'm sure it's not i'm sure it's always been that way or it's been times when it's been worse than this but it's huge it's obviously huge you had this one one side having this argument and this other side having this argument and you listen to them and they're like both actually committed to their argument and they both sound sane about their argument i mean they both sound legit that's what i think we do culturally i think that's what happens to us when we do life like we have to be careful how we present because of the polarity that we think we might be uh, scooped up in. That's where over political correctness came into play. And I, you know, I'm super politically correct, or at least I try to be, uh, but I'm super paranoid about it. Like I, I don't like if I don't know how somebody wants to be addressed, I'm, I'm I, I worry about things like, gosh, I, I assume they were a certain gender. What if they're not? And I heard people talking the other day about like, well, when people think they're a man, but they're really a woman, they have a, a way to tell them off. And I'm thinking, why would you tell them off? <laughs> just, you know, can't we just like, OK, no, no, no. Here, I understand why you might think that. But here, this is the truth of what I want to be. OK, and this is the truth of who I am. And I think there's a way to have that without this attack. But we're in this sort of cycle of attack mentality. And I think um, I'm hoping that we grow out of it. But where we start is with ourselves in this non-attack of ourselves of, as people, as as just through the motion of our life and looking at what kind of things we judge ourselves by, like how many people are completely content where they are? A lot of people are. Let me let me cross my fingers for that. A lot of people are. But how many people are you around where the 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 main mission is to explain where things are not okay, where things are off, where things are, um, you know, except for the you know, I I always laugh at the fact that what is that phrase? Money can't buy happiness, but there's the butt to it that's sort of kind of hysterical because there you do see people with a ton of money that that don't think about it you do see them as having like different issues right they're just different they're not worrying about the bills and they're not worrying about like oh their credit score right they're they're doing something else with it but of course and and the the poor argument the poor pe person's argument my argument to them is well i bet i'm happier than you i mean it's sort of like whatever we need to do to defend where we are okay i'm digressing but the point being that there are things that you, you we tend to lean on that that are the complaint that we have 
And I guess what I'm saying is, wouldn't it be nice if we had a counter to that, that we practiced the counter to that, that didn't make other people wrong, because that's another counter is where we make people have a less of a life. Like I was reading one of the stupid new age people, um, and I, re- I mean that because I don't like them at all. And um, they, they, it was just like this silliness about like the omens and how, you know, whatever, who talks to them and da, da, da. And, um, and it, to me, it was like, okay, this is just so reeked. It just, it's just so steeped and not true. Number one, number three, two, you're so special that you get all these beings talking to you and that the rest of the world listening must feel really unspecial. Um, that's another thing that bugs me. Like, when you hear that. So there's a counter voice for me, right? The counter voice for me to, boy, these people who get to hear these things or or have this special relationship to other beings uh, and think that they are the only ones who have it. It's sort of like, okay, that's good. I'm glad they have that, but I love the voice in my head. Okay. I want to love that voice. So the counter, we have to have a counter to what we're doing in our life, a counter argument to when things are feeling bad. So in other words, when you have a kid come up to you, and if you're a parent, you have a great advantage here. Because if you're a parent, you have a great advantage to know that if your kid makes a decision about themselves that's really terrible, and they feel bad, and it's really judgmental, you want to present the counter argument to them. And you give them the counter argument. Well, notice the, this counter argument talking, we're talking about the Libra scales, you know, right? Then the opposite full moon things, the, the balance. You have to develop this thought in your head that counters the ideas that you're thinking about. Like you might be sure you're detoxing, all right? But you have to have a voice that says, so what? Number one, so what? Uh, Number two, um, maybe it's not. Maybe there's another truth, okay? Um, And in my favorite phrase, you know, know, a lot of you listened to me for a long time know that it's the finding the so what in what's so. So you find the so what in in anything that you think is the truth. But the minute you turn it into a way of living, the minute you turn it into a rule that you now want to convince other people about, is the minute it leaves this experiential zone and goes into this proving zone. And then by proving, you end up making it wrong to other people. Other people feel wrong by it because if they're not having your same experience, Somebody's got to be wrong, right? <laughs> if, they, if you're putting people in a position where they go, well, that doesn't work for me, then and you, you're, somebody's going to feel judged, right? Maybe both of you. And so we have to find this place in ourselves that where we, where we hold the hand of that, that, the part that typically abandons us when we're feeling bad, right? And that's the abandoner. The, the, the counter voice abandons us. It feels like that anyway. But it's just a matter of sort of like observing that it's gone so it can reappear. It's that easy. Now, during this Libra cycle that we're in, because the sun entered Libra, right, it's easy to get into objectivity. It's a lot easier. If you know any Libras in your life, you know, they can, they're completely objective. I mean, Libras are literally, there's a reason that they have, are represented by the only inanimate object of the Zodiac. There's a reason. It's because they have this insane objectivity. And that's why Libra's in the middle of no matter what argument is happening, no matter what deal is happening, no matter how close you are to them, they usually will not take your side if you're wrong, if they perceive you as wrong. Okay, so that's the objectivity we're living under right now, all of us. And in that objectivity, we have an opportunity 
to sort of bring this balance back to where we feel attacked and where we're attacking ourselves. Now, I, I have a theory that we do what our parents did. My dad abandoned ship. You know, he he just put his head into Mason, the Masons and work and blah, blah, blah. And um, so whenever there was tension, the mother voice in my head dominated. It was like, oh, my God, screeching, loud, whiny, complaining, on and on and on. That's what my voice does. And the counter voice is gone. Okay, the opposite figure. The 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 so the dynamic that they es- express to me is the dynamic I just dis- I display within myself is my theory. It's just a theory, and I notice that that's an actual true theory. I can let that complaining, nagging mind go crazy, and I forget to bring in the the counter argument to what I'm saying to myself. So. You know those days when you're having creepy, crappy days, and you this is this is how I wire it, and this is what I, and this was a great insight I had with my friend talking to, you know, Anthony Bourdain and Kate Smith and those guys they 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 ended their life, they hung themselves because there was something going on in them, right? I, I won't even begin to imagine what it is, but you know those days where you go out in the world and the world just doesn't feel safe. Um. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm trying trying to see if somebody's trying to convey a message to me or not. Hold on. Okay. I've never received. Oh, okay. Sorry. That wasn't for me. Sorry, you guys. You know, those days where you go out in the world and you're uh, not feeling safe. I have these days now, but I wired it that way. So let's, I go out in the world and I'm feeling like every, I'm not connecting to anybody. My humor isn't understood. Nobody really, I'm feeling awkward. You know, I think of the grocery store, like you check out and that's the person you talk to and they have no interest in you. Those days, those days, right. Or they don't say hi to you, but they were just having an incredible conversation to the person in front of them. Well, those days I call my unsafe days. Okay. Because in that day, I don't know who's creating that, whether it's me or my, you know, my consciousness or whether it's just happening because again, I have a counter to that and going, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that the global feeling in that moment is unsafe. The day is not safe. So what do you do in that? The difference between me wiring that as, oh, this is one of those unsafe days, is the difference between that and somebody going, I, I'm useless. I'm nothing. I am nothing. I'm invisible. I, it, like making it about them. Okay, so the observer voice goes, this day sucks. <laughs> this is one of those days where you're not going to feel very safe. So what you need to do is once there's a safe, you know, it's like when the Star Trek alarm goes off, everybody takes their, their positions, battle stations, right? So I take my battle station, I get my car and I come home. I don't want to be around that anymore because I know I'm about to, the reflections coming at me aren't great. They're not feeling very good. Now, I'm telling you, I have days like that. I'm just saying that I have days like that. I don't not all of them. But when I can say this is a day like that, I'm taking me kind of out of the personal part of it, right? And I'm getting home taking care of myself. I wondered if maybe Robin Williams or Anthony Bourdain or, or some of the people who, the famous people who we think about that are really blue and depressed, and they, I'm sure their depressions are serious, way serious, more serious than mine. I mean, I, I, would, I don't know that they're not chemical. But I'm saying people who get depressed and can't snap out of it sometimes if it's not chemical – Maybe they didn't have the counter voice. 
to sort of objectify, this has nothing to do with you. It's just the reality is today feels bad, okay? It's just a bad feeling day. And I have the blessing of astrology to help me through that. Because I know, for me, when the moon is in a certain sign, how it's going to affect me because I know where it is in my chart. And that's one of the advantages for you guys to always check the moon and check what's going on astrologically. Maybe it's a cycle. And the fact that it is always a cycle, that means it's not going to last forever. And not all cycles suck forever. Some cycles suck for a minute and then they get better and instantly. Like you can turn certain days around. Some days you just don't want to. Like, okay, no, 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 I'm going home and I'm waiting to this feeling. It's a sinking feeling for me too. It's like I can, that feeling of unsafe, I call it unsafe, my unsafe days. Those are days I want to come home and I want, and I'm not sure that anything can provide me the alternative to the counter to that voice. But what I'm sure of is there are certain things that feel really good. And it might be that little piece of buttered toast. It might be that pizza. It might be TV. It might be my little boy. It might be just a conversation with John. It might be whatever it might be. I don't know. I don't always know. But if I had a judgment, if I had a judgment on I can't have that piece of toast because then you're just addicted and you're just doing, you're stuffing your feelings down with food, then I would deny myself that. And I would have replaced the possibility of feeling better with another judgment or another lie or another rule that I make up that I see no possible outcome to except uh, the feel bad. And therein lies the reason why it might be nice for us as a collective to develop the counter voice that is a little more loving, a lot more unsure, <laughs> like like to make sure that the other voice knows you don't know that. <laughs> okay. Like a little, we don't know. And one of the early Maslow, I think, was one of the early psychologists who one of the ways he got us to see the truth was to say objectively to look at a situation and say, how do you know absolutely that is the truth? What evidence do you have? And if you couldn't break it down, like, like I know that person hated me, how, what evidence do you have? They didn't look at you. Okay, got that. What else? Um, well, they um, didn't say have a good day. Okay. Now, is it possible that they had a lot on their mind or they were waiting to make a phone call or waiting for a break? Is any of that possible? Yes. Okay. Then we can't be sure 100% they hated you. See, and, and if we look at life like that, I think sometimes it helps as well to get out of this sort of damning like conclusion that we think is absolutely true and it protect us, protects us. And if we start doing that with ourselves, we'll probably stop doing that with other people a little more. Like, we're not sure, but I can pretty much tell. And sometimes I'm just sure. <laughs> I mean, and I want to be sure. Like, they hated me. And that's an inner protection because that makes makes me not, then I won't try to win them over, which will make things worse or something like that, right? So it doesn't matter. Even the conclusion doesn't matter if you made a conclusion. It's just being able to know that, that it, when you're not presenting an alternative way of thinking about it, then you probably have abandoned yourself to the circumstance. But there's always a voice. I mean, the, you, if you think about, if you were doing that to your own kid who came home and said, God, that cashier, or got in the car with you and said, that cashier hated me, they didn't even look at me. I'm sure you're not going to say, you're probably right. <laughs> you might, you might be that mean. <laughs> but if you did, 
you're probably not doing much to support the nurturing that the counter argument, right? And that's the big thing here. We want to do the counter the the counter argument. Now, isn't that a cool topic for Libra with the scales? Like to think that there is another side because with Libra, no matter what you say, try this on your Libras, man. Try it on your Libras. To insist things are one way, and Libra moons do this too. Insist, demand that things are one way, like. I know that there is something going on, da, 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 da. and watch what they do naturally. It's this amazing effect that you have on them when you get adamant, and it's the opposite. It's crazy. So what Libras teaches? Temperance, balance. Why is it balance? Because you can't be extreme around Libra energy. You can't be too extreme. They will always cut you off at the other side. I remember working with a Libra, that's no matter what, one day she'd be like, I want all this stuff. This this is the thing you do with all the fragrances should be over here. I, we were rearranging the store. The next day I was like, this is a great idea. I love when all the fragrances are here. And she's like, well, now you got to be careful because there's too much. It's too imbalanced. And it, I mean, immediately took the other side. Like I could never be right. And that's another good thing to remember with Libras. If you want to be right and you're with a Libra, I think you have to like, you have to say you're wrong all the time because <laughs> then that's the only way they'll come up to the other side. We'll work on that one. I'll, I'll talk to you more about that. I'm going to come in and look at the room real quick <sighs> to make sure that y'all didn't just fall asleep on me or throw a protest somehow. Hold on. Let me see what's going on here. Boom, boom. Always some button to click to find you guys, right? Um, makes me want to tell you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie, wait a minute. Just hearing you say that now makes me want to tell you is no, there is always more than one way. That's <laughs> oh, so cute. Uh, Terry. Hey, Terry, how you doing, girl? You back in the city in the States or whatever? I hope you're having a good time wherever you are. Sounds like BK's the work. Let me see. Let me see. How can you be sure it's true? Yeah, there you go. I know. Like BK's the work. Oh, BK's the work. BK is the person who wrote the work. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is, Terry. Um, even though I'm not a fan, that is Katie Byron. Oh, Byron Katie. Byron Katie. Baby. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, see, but all of it comes, like my my way of getting that, because I didn't know that about Byron Katie, as um, from my my studies in uh, college, it was it was definitely Maslow's uh, thing, I'm pretty sure, where you had to do you had to do the the logic of the moment and then see what was true about it. Um, maybe it's all just designed to help us unhook Wh whoever it comes from. Make it up for yourself, like you know, just make it yours. It's it's fine to give it any at attribution you want or attribute it to any author, but just find your own version of that because your truth, whatever you come up with, is definitely going to be yours, right? Nobody else can is going to have that one. Okay, let's see here. Let me see. Finding the so what and what so. Oh, that's so sweet. Hi, Ellsworth. <laughs> Uh, Barb, let's see. I'm reading The Untethered Soul right now, about halfway through. Good time right now, right? My son is 12 degrees Aries in the 10th. Yes, it is. That's perfect timing, and it's good. The, ten, the When your son's in the 10th in Aries, goodness, it's like really making yourself better all the time. That's that's one of the things that would happen with the son in the 10th. Even though I'm not a fan, yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, I know. And, and thank you guys for for bearing with me on any of the lectures. Libra usually can see more than two sides of the situation and it drives pe people nuts. Yeah, Christina, you guys, because 
whatever side somebody presents in this multifaceted world, you're always going to see another version of it. And it is, it would drive people nuts. But the thing about Libra, let's talk for a minute just about the good qualities that we love about Libra. One of the things that is really amazing about Libra is they can see the good in you. They can pierce right through the crap and see the good in you. And what happens when people see the good in you, the good in you comes forward. And that's why Libras are so loved in so many ways. And when you play hard to get, they work harder at it. And that's why we always tell people in a very superficial way, if it's a love romance, don't give it up so fast. Right? Let them keep working for you because they 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 need that hunt in the sense of being a cardinal sign. Okay, so they will see the good in you and you can appreciate that and love it, but don't get addicted to it. Remember that. Come back home. Let them work for it again the next day. Okay, that's the biggest advice I can give you all today about Libras. All right, we're going to take some calls. Okay, thank you, guys. And happy full moon. I feel like at the end of a full moon, literally, this feels like the cigarette after sex, which many years ago for me, smoking, right? Not sex, smoking. Um, maybe both. I don't know. I'm not telling. But it feels like that. This sort of day that after you're like, ah, this is that's what a full moon feels like. This one particularly. Let's talk to Marguerite if she's not too embarrassed to talk to me now. Hi. Hi. Hey, Marguerite, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Good. Let's see, you're thanks, a Virgo. Thanks for you, taking me. You, well, thanks yeah. for hanging in there. Absolutely. I'm glad you called. You have um, the, the sun in Virgo. You have a lot of Libra. You have a Libra rising, Saturn, Pluto in Libra, Mercury in Libra. Where's your moon? Your moon's in Pisces. You were born on the full moon. That's That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So what's world looking like for that Virgo Pisces moon person? Looks oh like a lot God. going on on this end. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening over there? And then we'll put some words to it. Okay. I'm really, I want to be like positive. Cause okay. I'm, I'm happy now. I'm happy oh. now. Or nice. I'm, I'm feeling happier. Yeah. But, um, I, I gave birth to my first child <gasps> in April and he, he, um, he's, he's beautiful. He's healthy. Um, but he did not want to come out of me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was, Air, like, was he an Aries or Taurus? He's an Aries. He was born oh, okay. April nineteenth. Yeah, he's like, I and he um, was like two weeks overdue, and oh, he was. And it was like thirty hours of labor. It was intense. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and and then, and then um, within four weeks, my father went into um, intensive care, and then went into hospice. And then passed April 4th. Wow. And then two weeks after my father passed, my maternal, my maternal grandmother, who, ra who pretty much raised me, passed two weeks after my dad. Wow. So it's been like nonstop. No way. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How are you holding up? Um, I'm okay. I finally felt like I've, the last, just like the last two weeks, I felt like I could breathe. Mm. Um, because all of August was like residual having oh. to go through their stuff and having to, I was still, um, I still had to work all summer. I'm in school. And, uh, so mm. now I'm preparing for the autumn quarter. Um, mm. but I get a little break. So it's really like my first, my first chance I could breathe. Wow. Amazing girl. That's amazing. You know, whew, well, first of all, 
condolences all the way around and congratulations it's so sweet to have a little child and i'm so glad that that turned out okay and i'm sorry about the loss it's so funny pluto rules the grandparents okay and so and pluto also so pluto rules grandparents let's hold that and then the fourth house is your dad pluto crossed your fourth house conference locked Okay, that means people can't call in anymore. But Pluto crossed your fourth house, which is the house of the father. So the the grandmother planet crossed your father's house, and that and it does this crazy exact aspect to your Libra. I won't even get into the details of it, but it's it's a it's a square to this yeah. Libra. It causes a tension. It definitely is setting you up for a whole new sense of you. And here's the interesting thing. You know, all Virgos come in with this this idealism of sense of purpose and a sense of the, to be of service. And yours is particularly strong because it's in the house, in the eleventh house of an ideal, it's a per, it's something that you want to do that's bigger than than to the world. And as you clear this yeah. stuff through, there's a there's during this cycle right now, this is one of those where you get to reclaim a certain part of the strength inside of you, like the the things you saw in your grandmother, the thing that, because Pluto is all about power and this is so challenging. I mean, I have to tell you to have Pluto square Saturn and Pluto square Pluto um, on one of your angled houses is like, you're giving up everything in such a way. It feels like you're just, you're being stripped apart and it feels like you're not getting a lot of control over doing any of it. And you're a Pisces moon. So you're feeling every shred of it. But I have to tell you, one of the reasons that transit like this would occur during this cycle is that it does clear you completely it clears you of eventually of every like where you get to bring in everything that supports you and you release everything that doesn't because what in the world do you have energy for right now except your life and your kid right i mean you know doing survival and so anything else that comes up for you is going to be a distraction and you're not going to put up with it i mean you're going to this is the strength building that comes from it and part of the emotional part for you sweetheart is the that inside of you is this person who can change, can face anything. You're Saturn Pluto together. You were born when they were five degrees apart. This was, this was one of the most powerful connections of these two planets that during this in the eighties, it happened in the early eighties and they came together and it presents this force of nature that is like somebody that can do anything and confront the world with anything. And one of the gifts you're going to bring to the world is what you learn from the cycle that you're in. And it is tough as hell. You've already been through the worst of it. But I think the most important thing here is there's I know, bless your heart. But there is a shedding going on, Marguerite. There's a shedding. There's a there's a you're no longer want to put up with stuff that is you've taken on. You have moon in Pisces. You know how many things you've taken on that are now no longer useful to you to take on. But people might still want you to. This is the time when boundaries are huge for you. It's time for you to say, like, nothing comes between me and my son and my whoever you identify as family. This is all that matters to me right now is to build this strength and this sense. And you, what, what do you want to teach your child? You want to teach your child about survival and about love and about, you know, that that he that he matters. And and this is the choices that you've made to to make life work for both of you and that and to bring joy into it eventually because you get to look at what you went through here and how you survived this and the and the steps you had to take and the strength that it took do you understand the strength it took right to do what you just went through 
Lord, honey, I mean, it's big and I know you feel it, but the most important thing here is that you stay very present in the moment and you do whatever it takes to make yourself feel okay as each day goes by. There's no, oh, there's no right or wrong way to do your life right now, except you have one rule, take care of you and this kid fully before anything else. If somebody asks you to do something you don't want to do, absolutely no or yes. If you want to do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. But that is the building of boundaries we're talking about. And one of the reasons life presents us in this way is so you can bring this stuff forward without judgment and you can bring the all of who you are out. But in the meantime, you are obliged to take care of you 100% first and foremost. There's not a thing that you should choose to do that you do not want to do as you as you heal and as you care for this cycle that you're in are you gonna be like do one you have the, us go ahead ask your question when is this um shedding cycle over? december is it this december it ends um and we start rebuilding and so but there's no real like i want you to think of it more as it's already shed and what you're doing now is you're reestablishing yourself as like how you care for yourself in a different way. This is forcing you into this sort of self-care that's been, is very important. How do you support yourself right now, Marguerite? Do you have people around you that, do you have support systems <clears throat> in your life? Um, Parent, uh, yeah, you have- I, I do. I, um, I, I honestly never, and I'm not going to like get in, into the background, but I was a strain. I was a strain. My, the relationship with me, my father was a strain. He was um, a pretty bad alcoholic. Yep. And so, but, but um, towards the end of his life, and when he got really sick, um, I didn't leave. I didn't leave him. So no. I, I just wanted him to know that he was loved by mm-hmm. me and by by my siblings. Um, so even though I wasn't in his life for a long time, I I did love him, and I I did I wanted him to know that he was loved. And um, um, so with so much transition in my family, and with having the baby, honestly, I do. I do believe in divine timing and yeah. I don't know if I would have been able to get through this summer if it wasn't for the baby. Mm. So how I take care of myself, my, um, I have to focus on finishing my master's degree and focusing on school, of course, on the baby, but because I need this, um, cause I need help. My, it's given an opportunity um, for my mother to come and just be with her grandchild oh, and yeah. allow me to study. So that's good because I, I don't really have a good relationship with my mom either, but she's able to be a good grandma. So that's, yeah. that's good. That's really good. That's a big and help, you know? It is a big help. And you know the part of you that wanted to come forward even though you didn't have a good relationship with your dad and you wanted to bring him a message of love and hope? Yeah. You know that part of you? That's in there. That's in you, right? It's in you. And, and and wherever that came from in you, that's that's alive and well in you. And it's still it will always be there. I mean, that's like you got to see this part emerge that you maybe had no idea where it was coming from. But you wanted this estranged man from your life who contributed in no way except maybe to provide his seed um, to feel loved. And that's in you. And I want you to remember that during this cycle that you're in, that's very tough. There's a part of you that desires to know love to bring love, to establish a sense of connection. It's like you get to see this part of you and it's that part that will never go away. That's what we call the unconscious or the subconscious mind. Some people call it the Holy Spirit. Some people call it this sort of like rock inside of us, that ne- the part that creates our dreams that never goes away. 
and you get to see it firsthand. It stepped up when your when your dad got sick, and it's going to step up every single time. You have that in you. You're a rock, and you have that message. All you have to do now is, in my opinion, continue what you've been doing. Love what you do. Keep make your decisions based on that instinct that comes up for you. And girl, you are going to bring something to the world. You got, you know, you've got cancer at the top of the chart. You've got, you know, your your message to the world is one is going to be one of hope and how you do it. And you're going to be a gift, and you still are. But the way you're going to do it as a career is going to be phenomenal. And your son's going to benefit from that. You know, you you picked an Aries child, right? Because that kid's going to be so independent, it's ridiculous, <laughs> right? So you ain't got nothing to worry about there. We're all good on the on the on the child zone. <laughs> you you are so lucky. And then the the rest of it is like one foot in front of the other. But don't don't forget to stop and take a minute to greet the part of you that stepped up for your dad, and and say hey to her every once in a while because she's never going to go away and she's gorgeous. And that's just a that's a lovely component. And that's what's going to be the beacon for you. In the meantime, this let this shedding happen, and and you're you're not going to make. There, there's going to be some changes coming up. I think there's still going to be the the big chance for. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God. I think there's. I know, I know, I know. But there's now the balance change. There's there's the change of the transition that you went through, and now there's the change of the balance as you as you get your feet back on the ground. You now you'll look at things very differently, and that's going to be next year. Your theme next year is going to be looking with wide eyes, wide open. And you're going to love that. Is that like confidence? Oh, my God. Be, uh, like, beyond confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have my Venus. Own, like coming yes. into my own. Absolutely. Coming into your <laughs> own. Jupiter's going to be in um, Scorpio for the uh, this year. But then it goes into Sag on your Uranus. That's the one that's going to surprise you. That's where there's going to be surprise um, magic that happens. And it stays with you for the, the entire year. I think that what we're going to see unfold here is these job opportunities, these sort of like learning opportunities, and people are going to recognize you. It's going to be, be you, oh, you're going to love, you're going to love the cycle, but don't look forward to the cycle. Be in the present of the cycle and really appreciate okay. that this part no, of you showed up. It's really kind of cool. I'm just happy that you told me that, like, you kind of just explained a little bit that that there was such a shift happening, and Ooh, and I'm happy huge. that it's kind of coming to an end a little bit. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah, it's going to ease up a lot, honey. Yeah, it's definitely. And the third hit is in December. That's when we get the conclusion and why it was a gift. Like the hard part's over. The third hit of those transits say, okay, here's here's why it happened. And so Christmas is going to be pretty magical. And keep it that way. And don't overanalyze if you can. Don't, oh, don't go into why. Please avoid why. And just remember that you saw this part of yourself. And I, and I think that's, that's so the most tired. beautiful gift. You got to be tired, girl. <laughs> that's why you so have tired. to. Now it's time to bring you back in the picture. Okay. Thank and you. like, you've got to breathe so and you got to feel your energy. And thank you. And good luck. And, and thank keep, you thanks for, for sharing my story. Absolutely. Keep us posted on how you're doing, Marguerite. You know, we're thinking of you. Okay. I know everyone and in that right chat yeah good good he's a he's so strong-willed like even now oh i'm so glad you needed that you needed that reassurance right that's a that's a perfect son give him a big hug from all of us listening okay honey thank you so much all right thank you so much keep us posted how you're doing bye hon bye-bye thank you bye-bye christy we're going to talk to nicole Okay, let's talk to Patty then. We'll, we'll move forward. We got a lot. Okay. Jamie? Okay. 
Hello. Hey, Jamie. Hi. Hey. <laughs> it's like a lottery. It's like, okay, <laughs> next. How you doing? <laughs> right? I'm doing um, surprisingly all right. Nice. That's so good. You're a Libra and you're an Aquarian moon and you have a Cancer rising and lots of Scorpio. What's the world looking like in mm -hmm. Jamie world? Um, well, now things have kind of calmed down. I actually just got married a couple weeks ago and oh, now and moved on top of that. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, two big life events done and out of the way. And now I have all this spare time <laughs> that uh, I can actually sit there and go, all right, I need uh, a job because I kind of um, graduated and put kind of my career stuff on hold while getting my family moved and my no, fiance no. getting married and coming back from our honeymoon. And so now I'm kind of at that point of, um, all right, I'd like to get back into the career path, but it just seems like anything I've done is just I'm one roadblock after another in very creative ways. Mm. So. Um, yeah, so I'm just kind of at that point of going, okay, what do what do I need to what, do? What do and I what, need to do? To what am I looking movement? forward to? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so you do have a lot going on. There is, um, and congratulations on your marriage. That sounds really fun. What sign did you marry? Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. That when your rising sign right? and the sun sign match up, that's a, often a marriage aspect. It's very nice. Um, okay, so here's the deal. You are... Um, Mars is in Aquarius and your moon's in Aquarius. And I'm looking at those two because Mars rules your career house. And I'm looking at those two coming together and they're going to come together around the end of October, right around Halloween. And that okay. is a huge boon for change. Okay. Because that's the ruler of your career house. And that means that people are going to be looking at you. It's also moon rules your chart because you're a cancer rising. And I think if you are putting out the word that you're ready to work and you're letting people know this is a time to keep that energy going, don't get disillusioned here. You have a ton of planets concentrated at the lower part of your chart. Like you have your sun in Libra, Mercury in Libra. Then you have Pluto, Venus, Saturn, the South Node in Scorpio, all in this little connection. And Venus is right there. You're having your Venus return right now. And so here's the thing to remember. Um, that's a time when people like you, when you're really fun to talk to, when they, th they see the good in you. It's just fun. These little Venus returns are so really fun. Take advantage of them. Put, put the word out that you're okay. looking for work. Let people know. Talk to them. Be open. You have the charming Libra part, even though it's at the lower part of the chart, which means you're not – I wouldn't call you an extrovert. I would call you uh, charming, though. I would absolutely think that you are somebody that you know how to talk to people. You know how to pierce right to who they are. Use that skill because this is going to be big. And this cycle right now is one where it's really amplified. So don't get discouraged by some of the no's. I think that it's just a marriage whirlwind for you. Um, it's like letting you come down, relax a little bit, get into the routine. You're very I don't know if you're planning on kids, but it's a fertile time for you right now. I mean, it's very fertile. So that could also mean fertile in terms of creativity as well, the bursting out of creativity. So pay attention to those cycles because this is a big one. And this is, and you just had the full moon at the top of your chart, right on your career house. It's open, girl. It is wide open. Don't lose hope. Don't overthink it. You have an Aquarius moon, so you guys can tend to overthink things. Try to just follow that gut. Like, okay, let me just try this. See what I'm doing. Be nice to people who are in front of you. Let them know what you're good at. And I can't imagine that within a month we're not going to see you already saying, I got it, and, and sooner than you think. I mean, I know that that sounds like 
almost too good to be true. But literally, every, the the stars are aligning for you right now. They really are. This is a good cycle, especially because now you've got, like you said, I got these things out of the way. <laughs> and so now we're going to mm-hmm. get the career part done. And I think just stay focused. And if it's nothing else, you're going to be laying some great foundation for relationships that might be very important to you in the future. But right now, it's a very open cycle. People like you. There's a lot of energy moving your way. The full moon activated your career house. You are kind of, you're going to be coveted and then just let yourself be known. Don't push it too hard, but let yourself be known. Go out there, say hey to people, and I think you're going to be fine. Does it help? Is that too vague or ambiguous or can I help? Any no, more that's a, no, that sounds good. It's, it, I mean, obviously I was looking for a job prior to, but I mean, all, like major life events, your whole energy is like focused oh, on that. And of course does. I can't do anything just you know, one at a time, I have to do both. So yeah, so it, I didn't right? realize like how much I was stretching that's great. I think you're ready. And I, I can't imagine what your job would have thought of you if you had gotten a job and then did all this on top of it. It would have been a little much for you. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I'm glad that things settle. Congratulations. Enjoy your marriage and your little cancer Thank hubby you. and uh, or or whoever. I And I want to um, I want you to know that this cycle for you one more time, when Jupiter hits Sag, which is going to be October, it trines that Aries house on the career house. So when Jupiter goes into a fire sign, which is happening this October, another indication of excellent pathway toward your career. So good luck to you, honey. And let us know if it, how you're doing. Great. Thank you so Thank much you. for calling. Okay, good <laughs> luck and congratulations again. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a quickie with Veronica, if we could. Um, Christy, she's still with us. Hi, Mark. Hey, Veronica, how you doing? I am good. I'm happy to talk to you. Same here. Little Pisces that you are with the Gemini rising in a Pisces. You were born on the new moon. You're a Pisces sun and moon. You got a lot of Pisces in a lot of areas. I'm glad you got that little balance. Gemini rising. What's the world looking like for you, girl? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. It sounded like we went away, but are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Ascendant is a Scorpio. I was born in the nighttime. Oh, you were born PM? Okay, well, I'm going to flip your chart because I got that wrong. And then, let's see. Okay, I just got to turn it. Oh, good. Okay, so we're good there. We've got Uranus on the Ascendant. That's perfect. You're a Scorpio rising with Pisces and still sun and moon, right? New moon. Okay. Now, what's that world looking like? That's different, right? Gemini rising, different than Scorpio rising, isn't it? (laughs) Hello? You there? We go in and out yeah. on you. Okay. So Venus is close to your rising sign and Jupiter just crossed it. What else is going on? What's the world looking like? So I feel energy mostly so I'm very emotional, but right now I feel like I can't even deal with uh, my emotions. They're just overpowering. And then I also wanted to tell them about love and career. Okay. Well, love is getting huge. Uh, are you in a relationship? Got somebody in mind? I have somebody that I'm talking to. No, oh, and this is a perfect time. Venus is just going to, Venus is in Scorpio. It's crossing your rising sign. You're very appealing right now. And you got starstruck eyes. The thing about Pisces, and I got to talk fast because we're going to, we're going to have to end soon here. But yeah. mm-hmm. the thing about Pisces is that you guys, you got to keep an eye on this. You tend to find the wound in people and get very attracted to it. So pay attention to if you're, if you're seeing that wound. 
And then let's make sure that, because I want you with Pisces, it's kind of fun because I'm not telling you not to be attracted to what you're attracted to, but I am telling you to pay attention to the romance back at you and see if there's some, see how that stuff's going to unfold because th there's a very strong possibility this, whoever you're talking to, it could manifest really big because Venus is just the love. Venus has got its arrows on you. Um, the thing with Pisces is that you guys are so giving and you tend to unconsciously see this part of people and then you start taking care of them. So I want you to like take care of them, do what you naturally do, but make sure that you're keeping an eye on if you need something that they're there for you as well. Keep that independent part of you going. You have that Venus in Aries, which is fantastic. It keeps you independent, but also that, um, that Pisces moon keeps you very soft and intuitive. So I trust your intuition intensely. You're very psychic, but don't override your heart. Like if you're sensing something, trust it. Don't go, no, but they're really sweet. Just trust it. Confront whatever goes up. Just say, hey, I want to ask you, is this going on with you? And because that's going to always guide you perfectly. You're very bright. You get those flashes of insight. And you're, you're, you know, once somebody, once you give to somebody, you give completely, but you like it you like it beefed up a little bit. You want it different. You want it to be fun and unusual and playful. So all that I'm asking you to do, cause you're, this person's going to get really, it's going to get bigger. Start asking the truth, telling the truth, saying what you see, be playful as much as you can, but tell the truth. Like I, I'm sensing something here and you don't even have to get their validation for it. If you, tr if you sense something, act on it, trust it, especially during this cycle. It's a great cycle for love, honey. It is. There's nothing to be afraid of there. Jupiter's going to go into your second house of finances. Your self-esteem's going to increase. I think that you're start, you're, you're in a cycle where you're going to really start enjoying yourself a little bit. And are, are you starting to sense that? Yeah, but I am just like, I feel again, like I'm feeling the energy that it's like overwhelming. Okay. It's like I, I pick up everybody's energy and it's overwhelming to me. So what you have to do is More do that you. release at night. You've got to be able to release and get your boundaries up and like do it yeah. in a shower, do it in a bathtub and see that stuff leave you and practice that just for this week. Cause I think what you're going to see is some tough stuff come back. That's going to give you the boundaries you need, not tough in a bad way, but tough boundaries are coming up and, and you'll just trust it. That's what happens right before the romance comes in. Cause you're opening up really big. So just release, pay attention to you, give it as much energy as you can do some grounding and then just think of us. And I want to hear from you as soon as we can. Once this thing pops, call us back and let me talk to you a little longer. Okay. Thank you, Mark. All Thank right, you baby. So much for all your work. Happy full moon, okay, baby. Bye. Thank you. Take care. All right, you guys. Christy's kicking me off the air, but we got to make room for CA because she's been waiting patiently. I love talking to you guys. I hope you'll stay and play with us uh, this whole week. We got some great lineups happening for you. Um, stay tuned for the amazing CA Brooks, Mark Husson saying bye now. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Just like children sleeping